As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. If you've been searching for a practice management software that can help you grow and manage your practice, I'd love to introduce you to Jane. Jane is a cloud-based software you can use to book, chart, invoice, and process payments all online. Jane offers features like client-friendly online booking, flexible scheduling, and integrated payment processing, all included in your subscription for one affordable monthly rate. With Jane, you'll also be backed by a live support team ready to help. Support is free and unlimited, so you can feel confident navigating Jane as you grow and manage your practice. If you're curious to learn more, head to jane.app. On to today's show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Emily McKay. Emily is a registered massage therapist and business coach working with healthcare professionals to build sustainable practices that align with their values and help them achieve their business and career visions. Welcome, Emily. It's so great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. So good to be here. So we're going to talk about values today. So why are values so important to you and to your coachees practices? Absolutely. So my big thing as a coach is I want to see sustainable practices. I want to make sure the RMTs and health professionals that I'm working with are creating careers that are really, that balance their work and life, that are able to stand the test of time. And the best way to get there is through connecting with our values and making sure we're shaping our practices that align with our values. Our values are what drive us. And when we put them into practice and actually make actionable practices around those, we're going to be so much more fulfilled in that practice and able to keep going. 100%. Absolutely agree with you. So how do you help your coaches learn about their values? Yeah, it's sometimes comes quite difficult for some people. They hear the word values, they get a little icky, like, okay, like I've seen those, the corporate things are on the wall. They're kind of in like the employee handbook. What really are they? And I want to help coaches get beyond that and see, okay, these are the things that actually make us who we are. And they're there whether you recognize them or not. And so what I do with uh, the coaches is sometimes we'll go through like more formal exercises of finding your values. But oftentimes what happens is we organically get there through our coaching conversations. So I'll meet with somebody, I will listen to them about what they're talking about, what they're describing, what really resonates with them. They'll come with a great story like, wow, I just met this person and they feel so trustworthy and I connected to them right away and we have this great 
relationship that we're building. Or they'll come with me with negative stories. I have to leave that clinic because I just don't like this. And, you know, I, I couldn't trust the, the owner and they started doing some really shady things. And by telling me these stories, all of a sudden I'm picking out these keywords. I'm picking out these things and I'm like, wow, that really resonated with them and that was good for them or that they, they hated that. And all of a sudden I'll come across a value. And in those two, two examples, if that was the same person, trust would be a really big, important value for them because they benefited from that, that experience and they really appreciate that experience with the one person that had trust, but then hated the other experience where the trust was, was taken away. So sometimes somebody might not realize they have these values and it takes that outside look of, you know what, you've said this like a bunch of times, every single session, you always say this, that's one of your values. Let's pull into that and let's find some action items to, to then add to your practice that really show it. Absolutely. And I, I think a lot of times healthcare professionals, you know, we're not the best clients or patients and that's, it's a well-known fact. And, and I'll get that too, where, you know, it seems like a basic exercise, right? Oh, I've seen that before. I've seen values before. I know my core values, but how often do we actually sit down and really have an internal dialogue and really sense into what are my core values right now in my life and why, and how does that impact my decision making? And am I really building the business that I want to build? Am I really with my family in the way that I want to and all of those things? And it it's always an impactful practice to go back and do that, even if it seems like a basic exercise. It is. And that's where, you know, you bring up decision making, which I think is so important to see how the values impact that and make it easier almost on decision making, where when you are a solo RMT or solopreneur healthcare professional who I tend to work with, you are faced with all the decisions and you don't have that, you know, leadership team around you. You don't have these people to help you make those decisions. So when you do have your values written out and formalized, you can now look through the lens of those values and make the decisions hopefully a little easier. You know, does way this easier. way easier, right? <laughs> it's okay. Does this decision align with, you know, my value of trust? Does it align with my value of community? What, what decisions will, what actions will? And now you don't have to worry that you've made the right or wrong decision because you've made it informed by things that really are important to you. Absolutely. So from your perspective, what is the difference between helping someone with their business versus helping someone with their career? Yeah. So this is a, a question I get asked often um, because I do both business coaching and career coaching. And when I'm working with the individual RMT, those tend to melt together. <laughs> but what the difference is, is that business is the practice. It's that client facing practice that's there. It's the space you're in. It's the marketing of you. And if you are expanding to have more people in there, and what does that look like? We're looking at operations, marketing, finances, um, strategy around it. Rather, the career is, is your practice. It is what is within that business. And that can evolve over time. Uh, you might see how, you know, in the beginning, you're really interested in maybe acute care and some really interesting cases. But as you grow in your practice, you might be more interested in seeking out chronic pain or working with uh, different demographics like the elderly or children. 
And so it's making sure that you're aligning both and that both your career, the actual hands-on for massage therapists or the bread and butter part of what you do, why you got your designation, whatever it is, that is being fulfilled by your values. That is sustainable through long-term. But then also the business, the how you make money from that, the framework in which you can operate your career. So with that in mind, what do you look for in a coachee? You know, if someone's wanting to work with you for business coaching, career coaching, what are you looking for? Yeah, I'm looking for people who are really wanting to expand what they are capable of doing. I don't like this idea of cookie cutter practices. I want people to push the boundaries. I love boundary pushers. I like people who say, hey, I've got this crazy idea. Yes. Uh, and I'm like, yes, let's do it. Let's, let's look at how that might work. And so that's what I look for. They're wanting to, they've had this idea. They've had this thing they thought of possibly like from school or early in their career. And they're like, I, I just have really wanted to do this forever. And they come to me and we can do it at last. We can finally get them there uh, and inform them to get there. And I think that's, that's the type of person I work for. I mean, that's the people that do well with coaching is the ones who really need that, that just extra support to get them to do this, this new idea and get their practice and business in a different light, see that in a different light. I love it. Hey there, this is Caitlin from the Jane team. Thanks for letting me drop into today's episode. By now, you might be familiar with the name Jane. Whether you're a small business owner or a practitioner looking to start something new, Jane is a practice management software built with you in mind. That means helpful features that can help you grow and manage your business, like flexible scheduling, client-friendly online booking, and integrated payment processing, just to name a few. If you're curious to learn more, head to jane.app. You can also mention the podcast at the time of sign-up for a one-month grace period on your new Jane account. A little gift from us to you. So your business is RMTpreneur. Yep. And what's next for you? <laughs> there's there's quite a bit. Um, so the RMTpreneur is going to be growing, hopefully, to create a nice community of RMTs who really want to build their practices, create awesome places to work for themselves and for others. Me personally, I'm expanding my own career as well to get into more clinical management and to expand the amount of RMTs I get to help with my practice and with the clinics that I'm, I'm working with. So just helping fuel the massage therapy profession from that side, not from, you know, the front line, the hands-on. It is how can I make sure all these other wonderful hands have awesome places to be and awesome places to work. That sounds amazing. Congratulations. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) I think our listeners would love to know, and I would love to know, just kind of taking it back a step and learning why did you become a massage therapist in the first place, in the beginning? And a little bit about your story of how you got to be where you are now. Yeah. So massage therapy was an idea that my mother suggested to me. She was a hairdresser, would come home from her days of hairdressing, very sore with feet. Her feet were sore. She'd wear high heels to hairdress and, and I would go and massage her feet and 
she kind of just pitched it. Hey, you know, you're good at this. This is an option. I know you wanted, you know, something in health. Why don't you look into it? And I immediately fell in love with it. I found that it was something that fulfilled all these parts of me. I got to do some helping. I got to help people. I got to be around people. I got to be one-on-one with people and um, really connect with them on an individual level. And it it's it's very intriguing. You get to see a lot of interesting interesting cases that come through. But from there, my first job is where I got a management position with massage therapy. And I did those hand in hand. And it was that experience that then brought me onto the side of, wow, I want to help the helpers. I want the pe- their careers to do well and the business to do well so that they get to continue doing this awesome work. And so years of managing a massage therapy practice as well as uh, some work in an inter-multidisciplinary uh, practice and then led me to, hey, I'm going to go out on my own. I'm going to launch my own practice, my own business, and trial that. And then I grew it from there. So I've seen all sides of, of the profession in hands-on work, in the business and management, from ownership to, to managing, and soon to be clinically, uh, like a clinical director, and being able to to get all that information and to bring it then to the individual RMT who might be where I was many years ago, just starting out and to be able to say, Hey, this is the information you might be given, but this is how you can actually translate that into your practice. Um, this is how you can make this better for you to be able to do. So yeah, that's kind of my story of, of just a high schooler who thought, yeah, I can, I can maybe do that to now, you know, doing, doing, everything I love. (laughs) Bigger and better things. That's amazing. So for our listeners, I always like to ask, you know, if you have one piece of advice for someone who's just starting out, maybe a massage therapist who is in solo practice or wanting to start in solo practice, what's that first piece of advice that you always like to share? My biggest piece of advice is, is everything takes time. And try not to rush everything. I feel that with how our world works, everything feels very rushed and everyone's looking for the quickest way they can, you know, get a full practice or make this much money or, you know, get to whatever level they want to get. And that's not sustainable. That is not a way that you can create a a practice that's going to be with you for hopefully 20 some years. And instead, just take a moment and and realize where you are. Realize that you are where you wanted to be, you know, how many years ago and appreciate that and live within that time of, okay, you know, I'm not going to be full, but those, you know, that one space that I have, I'm going to sit back and read something that I've always wanted to read, you know, some research or some book or learn something new and, and allow that time to be because when you, when you feel like it's, you don't have enough time, you're just going to be rushed and end up being upset with yourself of saying, wow, I didn't, didn't appreciate now I'm five years in and what else do I do? Mm -hmm. It's so important. It's a, that's a beautiful piece of advice and it's advice that I've been given by mentors in my life over the years and that I pass along to clients and my team because really working in helping professions in healthcare is such a privilege I feel in our world today because we get to work with humans and we get to 
not look at a screen maybe all day. And, um, and really, and I invite myself to pause often and appreciate that piece that, uh, we actually get to work in a field if we choose to work in it in this way that is a slower pace and where we can take our time and we can have deep connections and going into building a practice, having that mindset is very important. Of course, there's the reality of needing to make a living and not everyone has a luxury of doing that in a slow way or sort of organically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's completely valid. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's still there's still that piece where we can have the mindset you're talking about of allowing ourselves to uh, when we do have a gap in our schedule. Right. Maybe we sit in meditation and we visualize the practice we want to have and yeah. filling those spots. Maybe we use that time to come back to our core values or do some additional research for the three clients that we do have and yeah. making sure we're serving them really well. And it's a beautiful place to be in if you're able. Um, and it will certainly serve your practice down the line, like you're saying. Yeah, because if we don't respect and appreciate that time when we have it, it's not changing the fact that we don't have that client booked there. The client's not exactly. there yet. So let's now enjoy that time. Let's now do something. It doesn't have to always be crazy productive, just a nice moment of time of just let's appreciate this, take it for what it is, and then build from there. And things will get there. Things will get to where you want to go. But one of your biggest factors that you have no control over is time. So true. Yeah. It was so lovely to chat with you, Emily. I am curious if someone wants to connect with you. I'm also wondering if you work with coaching clients from the U.S. because you are located in Canada. Yeah. So yes to U.S. clients. Yes and if, to U.S. Uh, clients. Yeah. <laughs> if clients want to find you, how do they do that? Yeah. So you can find me two different ways. One is on social media. I have a bit of a presence on Instagram. So you can find me at the RMTpreneur. Uh, you can also visit my website at www.thermtpreneur.com. Uh, there you can book a free consultation with me and it's all via Zoom. So you can be anywhere in the world and I'm happy to work with you. I am based in Canada, but a lot of the things that we look at, like values, are universal. So yeah, that's that's the best way to get a hold of me. Awesome. Well, it's so great to chat with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.